The common ground for many conflicts is our inability to use the language properly and have a conversation. It's also easy to cancel people online. It's easy to add them to blacklists. It's easy to unfollow or mute. How's that? So uh, this is very important um, because that's how our brain works. This is also the reason why many of us go to the therapist. Hi guys, and welcome to Dare Days podcast, episode number 17. This is the podcast where we talk about the days when you dare to be yourself, your soul-searching and self-discovery journeys, becoming the person you always meant to become and shaping your life the way you want it. Thank you all so much for listening, and thank you for the great feedback on my last episode with Alexia Bontempo, a Brazilian-American singer and songwriter residing here in New York. Please keep on sharing and spreading the word, as that helps our family of listeners grow. So, I don't know about you, but I have noticed lately that a lot of people are becoming very reactive online. And I think this is what social media does to us. I think the idea of being in the moment is largely misunderstood these days. I think a lot of people think that being in the moment means to be reacting right away. Otherwise, you miss the opportunity to be listened to or noticed, the opportunity to be sharing your opinion on the current events because everything is moving so fast. But let's agree on something today. Being in the moment means the inward movement not the outward. I think because we're going through such turbulent times as a nation, it's becoming harder and harder for us to deal with our emotions, which leads to all sorts of articles and opinions and videos and riots and protests, and as a result, conflicts. And while social media is great in terms of having access to all kinds of opinions and sources, I think it can also provide a disservice to us. Here's the thing with social media, it's very easy to post something online and immediately tell people, well, if you don't like it, just ignore and don't comment. Or it's very easy to spit out whatever bursts of emotions you have without feeling accountable or responsible. It's easy to say something without expecting a response. It's also easy to visit someone's page, a person you barely know, and comment on what he or she is saying without actually knowing the background of that person. It's also easy for some reason for people to trust the opinions of influencers and bloggers more than their own. Trust was their health. Trust was their political views. Trust was their spiritual beliefs. It's also easy to cancel people online. It's easy to add them to blacklists. It's easy to unfollow or mute. How's that? How's that? I mean, it gives me goosebumps when I think about how irresponsible we're becoming in dealing with information in communicating and in considering other people's feelings, or rather, not considering other people's feelings. As some of you know, I have been working on my personal project lately, and last week I had this idea, why don't I share some thoughts about it here, because it is actually very related to us having conversation and communicating with each other. So this project is a child of pandemic. It's um, dedicated to people and their stories, meaning to all of us and our stories with a single purpose of bringing us together and providing the ground for speaking up, listening, and understanding. A couple of days ago, I uh, finished reading this last book by Zadie Smith called Intimations, which is a collection of short essays written in the beginning of pandemic um, this year. 
And you know, it hit home for me because I saw myself on the pages of that book as a person walking down the streets of empty New York, observing the changes in my daily life, self-reflecting and wondering about where the world is going to. And isn't it fascinating that pandemic is still happening and we're seeing the artwork inspired by pandemic already. (laughs) You know, it has also made me think how much of what we're going through collectively is a history. Except, you know, in the past, when the historical moments would happen, we didn't really have time to step back and think and process what was going on in the world. But this whole pandemic experience is so different. With people without job or nowhere to go, no gyms, no concerts, no restaurants, and having all this time on their hands. And as I'm reflecting on the last few months here um, in this episode, I invite you to reflect on your own journey. Uh, March 2020 was just six months ago, which feels more like another lifetime, to be honest. And so much has changed for you and so much you have experienced and grew with your experiences. Just think about it. Um, several months ago in March, when we were going to into quarantine, I knew that there will be a work break for me. Photography services being non-essential, I prepared myself to be away from the studio for some time. And I had all kinds of thoughts and a lot of free time, of course. And later on in talking with my friends who are creatives as well, I've learned that many of us were almost forced to work on personal projects. Something that you never had time for has all of a sudden become something to occupy yourself with. It's it's an interesting shift in perception. So, well, except I didn't have such project at the time, Um, Looking back at the end of May, which was just three months ago, I think I felt the same way as I feel today. In the wake of tragic events in this country, in the wake of protests, demonstrations, I have found myself in the funnel of a tornado of conversations, articles, posts um, about racism, injustice, police brutality, blackness and whiteness, cancel culture and human rights. And I've listened and observed and tried to make sense And what I have realized at some point was that the common ground for many conflicts is our inability to use the language properly and have a conversation. At some point, I have noticed how many of us are extra careful in using the language. And the reason for it most of the time is that you're afraid to be judged, you're afraid to hurt feelings, you don't think that you have a strong opinion on the matter. Also, if English is uh, your second language, just like it is for me, uh, that leaves me second-guessing almost every word that I say very often. Um, And so I have happened to listen to this interview with Krista Tippett and Yula Biss, the author of the famous White Dad article. I will attach the link to the article and the show, that interview, Um, to the podcast notes so that you can read that and listen to it as well. So in that interview, they said, if you can't talk about something, you can't think about something. So uh, this is very important um, because that's how our brain works. This is also the reason why many of us go to the therapist where we can talk about the issues that we can't talk to anyone about. 
Because while speaking, we also process and think and get to a resolution, hopefully. So us not being able to have a conversation on certain sensitive subjects precludes us from moving forward with actually working on resolving those issues. Later on, as I will start working on my project, I will find out that many of my subjects have felt the same. Later, I will find out that I'm not the only one confused by everything that is happening. I Honestly, I haven't met a single person yet who would strike me as someone who's got it all figured out and, and has all answers on how she or he feels um, and etc. So I, you know, I thought to myself at the time, I wonder if I could just listen to people talking about every and any subjects without being afraid to be judged or misunderstood. What if I can learn from just listening? Will I understand the world better? Um, but then how can I get myself exposed to those conversations? So anyways, I love the idea. Um, side note, for years I've been um, having conversations during my photo shoots and I'm personally a big fan of the art of conversation and I consider it to be an art form which requires the ability to listen actively and respond and think. So as an artist coming back to my idea, I thought, okay, so my medium is photography and that's what I do, but conversation is also my instrument. So then I had one of those aha moments where I realized I can photograph and record my conversations. But then because I wanted participating subjects to be comfortable, I came up with an idea to separate the voice from the image so that in the end it will not be possible to say whose voice belongs to who. So in the future when you will be seeing photos of people on my Instagram page or website dedicated to this project, there won't be an instance of seeing a photo of a person and hearing his or her voice at the same time. They're intentionally separated. So in the beginning, I had one vision of this project, or rather the end product, but as I have started shooting, uh, it has changed. I have to say that every art project involving people has a rather fluid nature, and what I mean by that, you can't really be 100% sure, and you can't plan. People have moods, desires, pain, tensions, thoughts. You never know. Essentially, it becomes a pure improvisation most of the time. And here, I basically invite people to be part of the creative process. Some of the people I know and some of the people I see for the first time in my life. And it's exciting because it gives us a feeling of creating something all together. And every single person's input is so, so, so valuable and important. In the beginning, I thought the project will be about the most sensitive and heated issues, um, of injustice and inequality, discrimination. But after the first conversation, it has become very clear to me, I can't and I don't want to steer the conversation in a certain way. It's much more interesting for me to observe and find out what was your experience during this pandemic time? What did you learn? Can I relate? Can others relate? Um, and what if we all are worried about the same things? And what if we all desire the same? So the topics of the conversations that my subjects wanted to talk about so far ranged from coronavirus to social distancing to injustice, police brutality, to loneliness and inability to travel and see the family to feelings of gratitude for what you have and many, many other. Um, I don't have a script or a scenario to follow. It's a total improvisation. And 
At this point, I had three days in the studio and approximately 15 people participated. And now we're ready to move to creation of the pilot version of the final product and share it with you. But also, we will apply for grants as I would love to involve more people and interview more subjects from all walks of life. Every opinion has a place to be. And we all have our stories, our backgrounds, and our journeys that have led us to these opinions. And, you know, we all deserve to express um, our opinions and be heard. So if this sounds like something you'd like to be a part of, let me know. And the next time we schedule a studio day, we will give you a call. The way I see it in the future, it would be great to record as many participants as possible and then have an immersive experience where a person can can be in a space, which can be also done outdoors, um, and get surrounded by voices that you would otherwise never experience and never know existed. You'll learn about feelings of other people, what worries them, what makes them happy, what makes them bitter. You'll see yourself in their stories and maybe you'll be able to heal. I don't know. You know, this pandemic experience is an experience for all of us. And it's different, but still, in many ways, it's the same. It has revealed not only gaps in the system, it brought to the surface a lot of pain. But you know what's been my greatest observation after talking and recording people who have participated so far? That there is still hope. There is still desire to be happy. There is a desire to have peace, desire to have equal rights, not war. No one wants to be fighting. And last but not least, it would be right to share the name of the project, right? Uh, it's called All is One. And there are two main reasons for it. So number one, the process. Basically, I take the pieces of conversations, various voices, and create a master soundtrack, which becomes one. And number two, All is One is a concept that I was first introduced to when I started to become a yoga teacher. The concept of unity, of all things in the world belonging to one. It's a beautiful idea stating that no matter how different we are, how opposite our opinions and views can be, we're still one, we're still related. So on this positive note, I'd like to thank you for being here with me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And again, if you're in New York and would like to participate in All is One project, or make a donation to this project, please send me an email or message. Let's get in touch. And on my end, I promise to keep you posted on the progress of All is One. And as always, I wish you to be safe, well, and be true to your unique self. Namaste.